Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, and I've just got a spring in my step. Just about as we're about to run onto the park, Troy Malcolm has just informed that at 150 podcasts, John McGrath is taking us out for lunch. And what wow. are we? 140? This One- is 139. 11 to go. Uh, that's perfect. I'll be on holidays. <laughs> at Christmas, I'll be on holidays. So <laughs> Sorry, it should be around. Right. 149 time. I got it wrong. This is extraordinary. So now, tra- what I'm excited about, uh, Troy, you've just shown us this top podcast episodes thing, which you very kindly printed off the internet. We've rated nine out of the top 15 business podcasts in the last week. or Is that a week or month or what is it? Uh, yeah, no, the last week. Business news podcast. So nine out of the 15. Very, very lucky to, to have the popularity oh, Having them as most popular podcasts on God the love all you. God love all you listeners. Thank you very much. I am and look uh, at the competition. humbled and honoured. The Wall Street update, extraordinary. Okay, the next one is the Shadow Courts edition. Not as good as the Wall Street update. Jeez, but... No wonder we got nine of the top fifteen. <laughs> what is that? Shadow what? What? what I... Shadow the Shadow Courts edition. Something to do with the the court system. Then we've got um, U.S. Uh, 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 politics. Um, the thing that I'm interested here is, Troy, we are industry specific. So we simply don't, we don't have 8 billion people that care about listing and selling real estate. We've, no. got, a, we've got a group of people, and let's call it 40 to 50,000 in uh, Australia and New Zealand. The other one that I love most is on our actual iTunes page, there's 61 people that have gone on and rated us and wrote, well, taken the time to write comments about what they love about the podcast. So keep them coming on because I get a massive kick out of seeing people go reading, watching, learning, and then writing reviews on the podcast. I think that's, that's enough self-recommendation for one day. Well, no, I just think that's really cool. So no, no, that's, it is good. Testament. It is good. I think it's just a... So, one, so this is... We're so, on track. So, so people on iTunes track. can go in there and just say, we love the podcast, it's outstanding, or they can, if they don't like it, they can also do that, but we wouldn't be, like, that's not our business to encourage people to go in there. And <laughs> You know what I love here, Troy? Episode 135, Multiple Offers, is number five. That's so important for everyone to go and listen to that. Well, Sarah from um, uh, Phil Harris, who has to be the most talked about agent on Million Dollar Agent. <laughs> love Sarah. Sarah. I love Sarah. Sarah told me that she thought that that podcast was so useful because it's a difficult subject. I mean, so many people get upset in the process of multiple offers. The buyer that buys it gets upset. The person that misses out gets upset. You end up having the salesperson and the principal, particularly mm-hmm. when there's another salesperson involved. Yeah. Um, so it is a complex issue, and a lot of people talked about how useful that... I actually thought to myself... That podcast, I clearly remember, five, six weeks ago, yeah. I took lots of notes because mm. I'm uh, Very good. king of plagiarising John stuff. <laughs> Rip off and duplicate. That's it's our, our RD department. <laughs> so um, we're going to continue with Q&A because um, so many people are so kind enough to write in. We're going to try and address it. This one's an interesting question because it's about a guy that's been working for two real estate officers both officers have let him go after three months. The first office let him go. He made four sales and no listing, but he did say all they said is, you got a desk, you got a phone, go for it, Tiger. 
and they let him go. <laughs> go for a tiger. Go for a tiger. <laughs> right? Did he write that or you added that in? No, I added that in. <laughs> I added it in. You've got to understand, you know, I add yeah. value to the podcast. <laughs> I create context to the podcast. That's you guys crazy. just treat me as this interesting. <laughs> right, anyway, let's move on. And then we've got the second job, which is a large franchise. I secured two listings. I made three sales. But again, after three months, I got dropped. His final sentence is, I love dealing with the public and I like helping people, but the repetitive rejection from employers is making me question whether I'm cut out for real estate. I'm in Melbourne. So first first thing that I think of, Tom, there's got to be something between the lines because when he was at his first job, making a few sales, four sales in the first three months, is not a bad outcome for a but newcomer. No but no listings. But still, if there were four genuine sales, so I guess... I think the important thing is sometimes you've you've just got to not look at your numbers, but how are people finding you as a person, interacting with the team, customer service, those sort of things. It feels to me that there's something there that, that we're not hearing that he or she, he? It's a he. That, that he might want to look into because it, it, you shouldn't be true at that level. I mean, you shouldn't be being put off after three months. Mm. Um, look, I think ultimately... Um, people get the outcome that they probably over time deserve. And if, if for whatever reason he's been let off by a couple of companies, he needs to really look into that and soul search. Because companies don't go through the effort of hiring someone and after three months firing them, unless they kind of, they've got a concern. And based on the numbers he's saying, that's not a concern, that's not a bad start actually, by definition, three or four sales in the first few months, for many people would say, yeah, he's, he's done quite well. So I think you've got to look at that. You've got to be honest about it. You've got to look at it. Um, I like the fact that he's uh, obviously a listener of ours. It means he's looking to enrich himself and learn some new stuff. I love the fact that he's had the courage and the proactiveness to um, write into us, ask for some advice. But I think, you know, you've really got to have a look and say, what else could have been the reasons they put me off? Because I don't think performance would have been the only reason because his performance wasn't too bad. Troy, what do you think? I, I agree. I would, and sometimes it's the hardest question to ask yourself if you look in the mirror what could I be doing better? Because I revert back to, is the culture or the environment cohesive to being a great agent? The numbers are there, so the activities are being done. It would be more about, am I working with my peers to the best of my ability? Yeah. Am I doing the right activities at the right time? Like Now, business, as we all know, we go into different offices and there's certain expectations in different offices. One may be turn up on time or turn up early. First half of the day is all about prospecting. Second half is about appointments. If you're not doing those activities to tick the boxes yeah. with your leader, it can sometimes be distracting and you'll be held, held accountable for those things um, not in the right light by that principle. So I mean, one I can get, if you've been put off once, but put off twice in short space, to me there's a message there. So I think, you know, be honest, have a look at it and try and assess what you might have been doing that might have uh, not been what and people may, were looking for. And maybe um, sit down with both the principals of the office... Or ring them up. Yeah, if he's left, up. probably ring them up. Yep. And actually say, um, apart from my sales results, what's the best feedback you can give me? Because I agree with both of you. Those results there in three months are not terrible. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, four sales, and in the second one, two listings and three sales. But sometimes, whether it's a cultural fit in the organisation or whether the, the business feels that the customer service side of it yeah. to the business in the long term is not a good fit. But having said that, you must have seen people that have gone into an office. I mean, a classic line I heard the other day, I was uh, training at an office 
and it's an appalling statement for a principal to make, but he did make it. He said, Tom, don't worry about that group over there. They're dead wood. Mm. And I looked at him and I said, were they dead when you hired them or did you kill them? <laughs> I mean, because it's one of the two, right? So there, 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 there can be instances where you've got a principal. That's terrible. That's it's terrible, terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. But, but I actually, I think the question I ask is a fair question because you've either hired poorly yeah. or you've actually bad management and made that person that way. The first thing I say if I'm a principal is you never disparage customers, clients, staff, mm. community, anyone. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Well, that's, that sort of goes towards what I was going to say to our question writer was um, the last bit. Definitely, I like your advice. Ring the client up. I ring the, ring the ex-employer up and say, look, really appreciate the opportunity you gave me. Sorry it didn't work out. Just be really good if you could be very honest with me as to why you think it didn't work out. Um, and the second, thing, second or third thing is um, choose your next employer well. You know, make sure you're with someone where the values alignment, cultural fit, that they're going to you know, hang in there with you and John, teach you and train you. I'm going to put you on the spot and then I'm going to come to you, Troy. Mm. You're 19 years of age. Mm. Knowing what you know today, if you had a checklist mm. of the ideal employer that you'd be looking to starting with, what are the first things that come to your mind? It was exactly my question. Right. If you were starting out today, what would attract for? you to different businesses? Values. So firstly is... You know, they're trying to hire you, but you're trying to hire them. So I think you need to make sure that there's a values alignment because sometimes people start for companies and then I hear them say things like, you know, these people just don't tell the truth all the time and I feel uncomfortable. You know, I think you need to discuss your values system uh, and standards and make sure that there's a good fit there. Um, I think, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you start for a small or a big company. What matters is you start with a company that's going to mentor you and provide you the kind of on-the-job coaching and training or formal coaching and training, Tom, can be either. Mm. Some companies are big enough, they have training divisions and training people. Others are small, but the principal puts you in their car and takes you to appointments and that's your training. doesn't really matter, they're both effective. But I think, you know, someone, uh, uh, an environment where you feel comfortable that your values and what's important to you is going to be respected and a place where you're going to get appropriate mentor opportunities uh, I think that's it. How, John, how do you feel about that first employer that he said, you've got a desk and a phone mentality, which is what I sort of summarised, you know, desk, phone, go get them, tiger. Would you work for an agency that had that approach in your first role? Well, look, that's not ideal. That's not ideal because, as I just said, you know, you want someone that's going to put the time in an effort to sort of train you the right way. Um, having said that, if the only opportunity I could come up with was that, I would personally make the most of it. And I think... Nowadays, you've got podcasts like ours, you've got YouTube, you've got events like Eric and many others, you've got Real Estate Gym, you've got so many different places you can go to to get some self-development and learning. Put it this way, Tom, I wouldn't let that stop in the way. If I couldn't find a company that was able to coach, train and mentor me, I'd definitely be finding it in other methods like we, like we do. Because it, it is quite different. Like 25 years ago, everything that you just mentioned was not available. It was pretty much try and get your hands of that book, How to Master the Art of Selling by Tom Hopkins, yeah. and try and convert that into Australian. Correct. Um, but not in 2016. 2016, um, there's no more blind dates with the information or training. Lots of options nowadays. I'd team up with someone as well. If I was 19, starting out, I wouldn't want to become an agent straight away. And work, Troy, work, align yourself with that. What As we an call assistant. a CSM or an assistant, I would definitely get into that EBU structure 
because my best training was actually on the job. The formal training that I've received at McGrath, fantastic. My best training was spending time in the car with John, spending time in the car with Scott Kennedy Green, spending time with Hamish and Beth Wynn. Some of our senior agents, because you get to watch and learn every single scenario as you're going through the process of selling real estate. And you meet certain thresholds. So as a blue CSM, I started out doing um, buy calls. Uh, Red CSM, I was doing marketing elements, administration work, checking contracts. All that stuff is paramount. You can't go in and expect to sell straight away. Oh, it's very Mm. rare. Mm. You can do it, but you're like a a unicorn. You want to start out and get the best training you can ever get. And nowadays, because EBUs, which I think uh, we were talking about this earlier today, you and I were talking on the phone about we think Lee Woodward kind of pioneered in Australia EBUs. Well done, Lee. Lee's one of our great friends of this show and this company and a good friend of yours and mine and Troy's. Um, But there are so many great agents now that are looking for people to do exactly what Troy has just said. The career path into real estate has actually never been better. So it's a really good point you make, Troy. Whoever's written the letter, it sounds like they were kind of thrown in the deep end, rightly or wrongly. Maybe going forward, look for a role where you are going to be under someone's wing. You can learn. You can spend three or four years learning. And we look at Ben Collier now, who's one of the top agents in Australia, and he spent a dozen years working under James and learning the ropes. And then when he eventually went out on his own, he's just flourished. So... Definitely worth it, and we wish them luck, you know. Like, and there's a lot of great, a lot of companies like LJ Hooker. There are big companies mm. with great training and multiple offices. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd write into those bigger firms as a starting point as well, and say, look, have you got any cadetships? Have you got any roles? You know, are there any training courses you've got upcoming? All those sort of things, because you know, LJ Hooker's a great company. It's got a lot of great training, so yeah, yeah that'd be a, certainly a, a company I'd be looking at. Okay. Um, next question, and we might make this the last one. And this is from Donald Gibbs, who's an amazing agent, writes over a million dollars from uh, New, uh, New Zealand. By the way, he's LJ Hooker um, in, uh, in Auckland. Uh, what, what one activity will you never give up no matter what? Look, I think as an agent, um, assuming Donald's talking about as an agent, yeah. Tom, f- for me, you know, the lifeblood of being an agent is listing. And um, I think you, that's, you've got to have your finger on the listing pulse because that creates the stock. And you can delegate buyer inspections and you can delegate auctioneering and some of the other activities. But I think being firmly focused on the listing side, I think, is, is key. And managing vendor and client relationships and expectations is hard one to delegate and a dangerous one. So I, I think that if you're if you're at a stage of your business where you're in momentum and you think that it's the right time to delegate, I think I've seen prospecting delegated effectively. I've seen buyer viewing showings prospected, uh, sorry, delegated uh, effectively. But I think when it comes to the listing and client management side, that's something you've really got to hold on to very very effectively. Um, so that's what I'd be I'd be looking at building those, and then the after the sale relationship. I hear a lot of people they delegate ringing the agents past clients. So it'd be like me ringing saying, "Oh, Tom was wanted to just just touch base with you, see how you were, and whatever." I'm thinking, well, if Tom wanted to see how I was, he should have rung myself. Yeah. So I think uh, past client follow up. If you're genuine about wanting to build a, an ongoing long term relationship, that's not a delegation type activity. I'd, I'd be delegating more new prospect opportunities. Okay. I'd never give up OFIs. Being present at the OFI appointment. 
especially on a Saturday. As open many for as inspections. I, oh, sorry, yeah, open for inspections. Sorry, the inspections are the home. He talks in shorthand sometimes, doesn't he? It's amazing. CSMs, red, blue, CSMs, OFIs. It's, and I find it intimidating because it makes it feel like <laughs> I'm actually... <laughs> He's a man on a mission. Yeah. He's moving so, quickly, young I mean, man. I would just never give up on that. No. Yeah. I just think it's the one thing that you get to be in the community... You're talking to buyers, you're meeting people, and you've got a presence. Your name is associated with that property. It represents the standard of excellence for that property that you're showing. You need to be there. Good Even point. if it's only for a alloca short allocated time and you've got someone opening the property, a CSM, client services manager, or assistant opening and closing mm. the property, you still need to have a presence. You're there. on fire today, Troy. You Probably. may not need Tom and I to turn up next week to the podcast. You can just handle it Mate, solo. My microphone's on this week. That's the nice thing. No, so, just joking. <laughs> three points goes to Troy Malcolm. Two points to John McGrath. Tom Panos goes to one. You're leading the Daly M Awards. Are you still checking audio levels or are we yeah, on today? Good. Have we no, actually we're started? We've started? Yeah, we're recording okay. today. We're recording. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't wasted 15 <laughs> minutes there. Whilst we're on the subject on open houses, I, I thought I'd share with you, and it was Matt Lancashire, an extraordinary agent from Ray White New Farm. Spring at Eric next year, right, isn't it? Yes. Uh, next Eric. Yes. Well, 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 that's the first one that we're going to uh, release and let people know. Now, John, Matt Lancashire, some of the stuff that Matt Lancashire does at Open for Inspections is quite extraordinary. He will take photos of people's shoes outside of the open and text it to his vendors who are sitting at a cafe waiting to see and he'd say... This is when they've taken their shoes off, is it? When they've taken their shoes off. Right. Yes, 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 yes. No, no. So, so let's, be photo after photo let's, let's be clear. <laughs> Do not take your mobile phone and try and take photo shots because it will make Weird, that'd concerned. be weird. So what he sends it to the vendor so what to say we've got... people saying, as you can awesome. see, we've got buyers there. He'll even take a quick photo. If the open house has got a lot of people, he'll send a message with that. a photo and saying, great news, there's oh, 10 people that. in the open house already. And I think that we That's sometimes great. take for granted that vendors are See, what we could also do is do a little 15-second uh, video. Yeah, yeah. Just a little nowadays iPhone video of, you know, a busy house, people there asking questions. Send it. I love the idea of keeping the vendor engaged. Live and, updates. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, well done. No wonder he's one of the best agents in Australia. And we're looking forward to him telling us that and many more tips at Eric next year. Okay. So, guys, great to see you again. Those stats are fantastic about million-dollar agent. Um, who knows whether it's uh, Google, IBM, some big company surely is going to come along and say, we want these stats. We're going to give you guys $253 million. <laughs> but till that time happens... Take over, you think. Well, there you go. There you go. Multiple bidding. Multiple offers. We'll know how to handle it. Episode 136. I'm just having a look at this. That logo, I've got to say, those colours do look good. <laughs> Design there, John, Tom, Troy. Troy came in one year <laughs> after, after the event, Troy's name. Uh, he's, he's on the line on the bottom by himself, so right. we're all mixed up here. Save the best to last. <laughs> Thanks to REA, our sponsors, of course. And now that I've, it's come to my attention that we have people in other parts of the world, in Asia and America, REA is very heavily invested in both Asia and America. Absolutely. So uh, in terms of the global real estate, move, Italy, move, there's no move. Italy. REA owns a number move in one or America, two. Move in America, iProperty in Asia. Move, iProperty. We've got Hong Kong here. There's Luxembourg, which is not on here. So we need some Luxembourg listeners from REA. REA should send this to their customers in Luxembourg. That would be good. 
boost our numbers, get a better offer when someone tries to take us over. Okay, well, guys, it's great to see you again. We're going to see each other uh, next week, and we're going to unpack another great subject. So until then, see you then. See you guys. See you guys.